Okay. Oh, that's great, Donna. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just do my my real short intro. I know you've been entertaining the crowd. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, we've been entertaining. Okay. Yes. Hi, I'm Wendy Murdoch, right and this is Webinars with Wendy. This is number 76 webinars, and I think it's your at least your sixth webinar, Sharon and, oh. and Laura. Yep. And so you know, they're they're my my comeback kids. We just love to to mm -hmm. on Zoom. I think that's really why we do this. <laughs> Yeah. I think so. And y'all get to go for the ride with us and hopefully stay up with our half speak. So <laughs> <laughs> there are other people I half speak with, but generally not on webinars. Um, <laughs> today, well, I'm sorry. I just have to say these folks, if you, if you see Sharon and Wendy together, it's so funny because they're the same exact height and they have like the same exact affect and it's just like these two little twins running around and they just like don't stop talking. I like have to go take a nap because I can't. Yes, you did. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Wendy had a, we had a slumber party with Wendy and I was like, I can't. I'm going I'm to out. I, you guys have a great time. They stayed up like all night having yeah. a great time. <laughs> Oh, so today um, I have um, Beth Miller was with me on Friday and she has worked with two foals with Surefoot and we thought that the video was so fascinating that we wanted to get your take Sharon on that video. So I'm going to get right to it and, um, and put, well, I just have to pull it up here. I know I have it um, close due to do. Um, and actually, um, since you guys don't know the story about, I'll just give you some background because otherwise if I don't give people background, they're like, we're totally lost. So I'll just start with a little background um, and let me get my pictures in the right order. Do, 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 screen share. Okay. So this is Violet. And let me just get that out of the way. Oh, little Lil. Oh, tiny ponyful. Okay, ponyful. So she's really tiny. And she came out um, and she was, uh, her nervous system was really on edge. Okay. And uh, very flinchy, she couldn't rest, she couldn't sleep. You know, like she, she'd go to sleep, but she'd be twitchy and she wouldn't just flat out sleep. She was really kind of, um, like her nervous system was just kind of on high alert and um, not restful. And so what Bess did, was she just arranged the full physio pad near the wall and just kind of guided her a little, like didn't try to make her get on the pad or anything like that. Just mm -hmm. kind of guided her onto the pad a little. And I'll just show you a few of these um, pictures. Let's make that one big. Okay, this is another picture of her, right? Hopefully you can see that. And her mama's muzzle is over her back. Is that, are you seeing that? Yep, yep. Okay, great, because sometimes Zoom does funny things and so I just wanted to make sure we got the right and so here she is and, and apparently like she kind of worked her way off the pad but she left her little back foot on the pad mm -hmm. and um that's the same ear mm. and foot from yeah. this photo to that third photo mm. there she is so best just had a half physio pad and a full physio pad to have a little more length mm -hmm. um and you can see how that expression is actually really quite curious there mm -hmm. and then, um, let's see I think there's one more yeah oh I, I we might have no we didn't look at this one because it's the two pads mm. and so what best noticed and this is where I have to find the file again um, is that after using the pads violet crashed out like she would crash out in between each of the sessions like that's kept them super short okay we're not talking long at all super short where is where is the video of violet um, nope that's the other one that's the other one i will find it here okay Bess, what did i do with the video um it's not there all right i'll keep looking but um this is another session. This is the second session. Oh, well, here, here's the crashed out picture. Do, do, do. Screen share. So many buttons. I know. <laughs> um, is, and is mom standing? Does she have a hind leg on one? Looks like yes. Mom, yeah. <laughs> mom positioned herself onto the pad. But this is what Violet would do 
in between. And again, what you have to realize working with foals is your sessions are seconds, not minutes. Right. And lots of breaks in between. And but this was the first time Violet was able to totally relax. And um, one of the reasons we don't have some of the other pictures is because she couldn't get them. Yeah. Because there was too much going on. But but here now we can see that she's at rest. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Deep rest. Yes. Yep. Um, and so if you would just kind of describe what you get from the mother and the foal in this point. Yeah, you know, actually, I, I, when you went back a couple of photos ago when the mom's got her nose, her muzzle over the baby, and then there was another picture, and you can see the mom's nose, and then looking at her nose here, it's very interesting because she's uh, smelling whatever's going on for that baby, but she's really invested in um, picking up smell. And I wonder what makes my me think of is, was there a, a shift in the baby's pH, in the baby's pheromones, and, you know, is there something, um, you know, if, if, it's, if there's stress hormone, there's a certain smell, and the mom was really invested in smelling the baby as things were going on, and here she's uh, not, she's not doing that same thing, she's actually processing her own thing, because she's got a foot on the pad, and that's the face that a horse has when they, when they're processing, so now she's, the baby's okay. resting so she can relax about the baby. And she's like, yeah, I, I gotta do, I have some me time. <laughs> <laughs> it's mama time now. <laughs> so it gives a very different uh, expression in her nostrils here to the, some of the other pictures. Yeah, I can imagine for a mayor, I mean, she's an experienced mayor. Mm -hmm. um, she's had foals before that it's, when your foal is anxious, it's got to be a bit stressful. And We've never really talked about um, how you encode, decode, encode mayor behavior with foals. Um, so are there some unique things to, to what uh, uh, mothers do, mayor mothers do in, uh, with their foals? And I'm gonna see if I can't get these pictures into my iPhoto so I can make it easier to do this. Okay, while you talk about that. Yeah, well, when you're watching moms with babies, there's, it's interesting because the babies have um, like an intrinsic, like they're born with a certain level of intrinsic knowing about body language, but they've never done it before. So they're learning it to the degree that they have to understand how to, how to move that way and do that, do these things. But the intrinsic nature of body language is, is sort of wired and ready to go, but mom's going to trigger it and she's going to practice some things with the baby for a long time. So I like one of the babies I got to watch be born uh, last summer. It, it was having a really hard time. First, it was hard for her to give birth, and I, I got it like something about the way she was laying or moving. I was like, you know, I really think the baby's stuck on her left side. And no, no sooner had I got the words out of my mouth than the mom rolled over. Oh wow! And, and then pushed, and then the baby came out. Um, and then the baby was a little bit on the that same side of the baby's body. Uh, that hind leg was not just not extending and <clears throat> I didn't get I wasn't gonna get in there and touch the brand new baby but I just started doing a little Reiki from where I was and it was really interesting Wendy because the mom looked at me and looked at the baby and looked at me again and then went to the baby and started nuzzling and lipping exactly where I was sending the Reiki Wow and within like a second, the, the leg just kind of straightened out and then the baby was able to stand up finally. Because it was about 45 minutes and before the baby gotten up yet. up. Yeah. Wow. So at, that taught me a lot about, um, you know, their awareness. She was very calm. She's a seasoned mother. But as soon as I drew attention to something, she, she focused in on it. So I'm wondering about the surefoot pads allowing this mama to focus in on stuff that she maybe didn't have another way to, to do so, especially if it's something sort of just in the nervous system in general, like we don't know what's going on, but that mama, her face was very um, stressed. The nostrils were very stressed in those other photos. And in this last photo, she's in a peaceful place. She's like, you know, I'm gonna, I just gave birth. So I'm gonna actually stand on these pads too. <laughs> well, I thought yeah, it was, the was actually a couple days old, but still, yes, it's yeah. um, it's that pretty, same pretty idea. Good. I thought it was yeah. interesting because with the the first photo with the foal had both hinds on, and then yep. the ear was 
facing backward toward the left hind. And then in the photo where there was one foot still on the pad, that was the left hind foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so that's interesting. I wonder, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if there's something going on in that left hind area. All it's right. It's reasonable to have that, you know, that how interesting attitude about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just making, I'm making a file to make all of this easier to find so I can show you some of these other pictures. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, for your comments of yeah. loving horse beak and surefoot. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really, so our, our semi-blind horse also got an abscess, Wendy, and so- Oh, we, no. Yeah, so uh, we've been treating the abscessed hoof, and she has been using the surefoot pads, and it's been really interesting because we also are soaking her, we, she ended up wanting to get all four feet soaked. So it was fine, you can have a pedicure day, that's fine. And what we're doing is, you know those rubber um, feed bins? They're just yep. like a little flat. So she wants all four feet in a rubber feed bin. And then being hosed down. And being hosed down. But it's so interesting because yep. she's moving her feet around, sometimes using the edge of it, sometimes standing right in the center of it. It's like um, a little mini surefoot session oh. while she's getting her feet soaked. She's like, no, 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 one is not enough. I need all four feet. Oh, how funny. And, and then actually, I don't know if you were going there, but sorry to interrupt you, but it was really exciting because then after the soaking, then she went into her stall and we have a six by six on the ground for like the frame of the shelter. And she was readjusting herself, putting her front feet up on the, the the beam. The beam. So then her front end was up higher than her back end. And, and then, she was readjusting. Yeah. And so that her hind end was higher than her front end. And so she was like, oh, I'm going to use this beam for that. And so it's been really amazing to. So, so it's so, like she's gotten the idea of how to self-correct. Yes. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other day, actually, I was just doing some relaxation, looking and chewing and just arching my back and going like this and stuff, walking through the herd and Dakota is on another shelter. And then I watched, I'm like, okay, she started yawning. She started rebalancing herself. And then she put one foot up on the beam and stretched back. And then she did the other foot. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And yeah. when, it's so crazy when we, when we, I, I have to tell you, it, it's a million years ago now. It was uh, 90, it feels like a million. No, it was 80, 80 something. Cause I started with Linda Tellington Jones in 1985, a year after my accident. And I wound up doing this demo and I'll never forget it because I was in Lexington, Kentucky in the, um, the big hotel where they have the, the, um, the basketball stadium. And there was a, it was like a little expo. And I was, I just remember this. I can't tell you how, how I got there, but it was like, I was talking to these thoroughbred people and I said, if you act like they're dumb and treat them dumb, they will be dumb. And you know, they're just, horses are gonna reflect back to us our level of intelligence that we reflect to them. And the more we you know, treat them like dumb animals, that's what we get. And when we start to acknowledge that they're sentient beings and they actually have mirroring capacity, right? Um, that they'll see something and they'll, and if they've been, if they've learned how to learn, just like a person learning how to learn, they can actually make connections because they've got enough dendrites to go, hmm, what are you doing there? Well, that looks really interesting. Well, let me give it a try. Yeah. yeah. I got, I have one other interesting thing to share with you. So we've been using the, I've been using the Surefoot pads with her pretty regularly. And she, and it's interesting because she definitely likes the harder, the hardest pad. That's, that's her favorite one. Um, and, and she'll go and she might put her foot on a funny angle of it so that it's like flipped up. Oh, yeah. You know, and so she's, it's like she's doing funny, weird things now. Like she's like micro adjusting. She's like, hmm, 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 hmm. And then she'll find this bizarre and I'm like, that is such a weird position, but that's her spot. And she's going to hold it. And <clears throat> we've been doing this other thing for her, for her teeth, which is called a vibrational therapy. You just get like a, like a, like a shoulder massager. They sell these little things that then they have like, a, uh, you know, different settings on them. So we got one and the tooth person that we were working with said, you know, she needed vibrational therapy to get the teeth health back and simulate the growth, simulate the growth. Oh, in the, interesting. In the yeah. it's very interesting stuff. Um, so most of the horses are like, eh, you know, I'm okay with that. But Dakota is, she like, 
spitting. Was had it open her mouth and uh, and so it's vibrating her skull. Yeah. And she's going, yeah, that's she wants it everywhere. This is where and so so then she got on the surefoot pads and then she put her mouth on my hand very clearly and looked at me and I was like, oh okay. So I had to go get the the massager and she had to go ah and stand on the at the same time i'm like you're, you're just a spa whore now yeah because <laughs> yeah, what the vibration does and it doesn't matter if you can so it's to stimulate the growth of the teeth if they've been power floated which she was they, power she was power floated yeah. we had no idea until we started learning about natural balance dentistry yeah, how, yeah. It was. how bad that is right? and so what our what our gal sarah twickler look her up she's great we, I want to introduce you to her, Wendy, because she would be. You guys, you will. You'll science. Just, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Science, oh biology. You guys won't even. I want to wow. be there for sure. Yeah. Right. Send me your name. I'm going to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. That. Yeah. And so she said, no matter where you can get the vibrating done, whether it's on their head or anywhere in the body, it will still send the messages to sure. stimulate the regrowth of the teeth because they've been basically bondoed, sealed, and won't. For the heat of the, the power heat. floater. And then, so then they're not doing the natural vibration when they're chewing to stimulate the regrowth. So the, the enamel and the inside, the two phases of the tooth, uh, one is bondoed, and so the inside one starts to de decrease and die. Oh. So what, when, yeah. you, when, you, when you put vibration. In other words, you can't like run floss between their teeth because they're, they're literally like. It's yeah. like literally sealed. Yeah. So then you do this vibrational thing and it simulates the, they have little tiny holes in their teeth and that's, right. they get a vibration when they chew and it simulates that and it re-triggers healthy growth. And, and within it was like, pretty amazing. With my horse, it was in like, within like three months, she could have, she got a little bit of an adjustment with her teeth because the vibration, and you can only get it on her butt. That's the only place she liked it, but it still, <laughs> it went through. And this and growth was happened. A significant it was change. Well, I'm sure that it's a it's a small vibration too. It's not like oh yeah, yeah. just a little yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's like something you would use on your shoulder or yeah. something. One of those handheld. Right, ones. because you know there's uh, there's different types of vibration and and um, you know Dr. Bowker talked about that a little bit um, that you know some of these frequencies could actually be damaging while others could be healing. And I think it's really important when we start talking about vibrational frequencies that we put a caveat in there about yeah. appropriate vibration frequencies um, for healing. And that's, you know, um, I don't know if you got this is kind of a little off topic, but tuning forks, weren't you guys messing with tuning forks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the, if you get tuning forks that are tuned to the solfeggio range, then they're, um, that's the natural octave. I, I'm not enough of a, of, a, of a music theory specialist, so I can't speak any more than that, but I know, the solfeggio range is the correct range for um, organ health. And there's all this, oh my gosh, this goes into a whole like electromagnetic <laughs> field and, and the, the, the biorhythms bio, of your cells and let's- Biofield tuning. Biofield tuning is one way you can. Um, yeah. So, and so then frequency, vibrational frequency is different than vibration as, to, as far as like a- like Oscillator. A, an Mechanical. Oscillator. Right. Yeah. Right, so so sound frequency and vibrate. I mean, there's a sound to vibrational, but it's this is this is just doing this on the muscle, you know, like a, like tens therapy is actually doing electrostimulation, and that's not what we're doing. So it's literally just a movement on the on the surface. So it's kind of hitting the fascia, and <clears throat> vibrational frequency that's sound. Like if you have kidney stones, they use vibrational frequencies to break up the kidney stones, right? So they send a sound uh, a frequency in there. So it's interesting as far as when you hit these tuning forks in a range, they're all in a range that stimulates um, healthy cell function. And then there's, there's, nine, there's nine stages of that, nine main um, tuning forks that you'll get. And there's someone who teaches how to do it. And I went to someone who learned how to do it. And then I got a set of tuning forks and she's like, these set, this set of tuning forks, you, if you just hold them in the air, if the animal doesn't want it, they'll walk away. If they want it, they'll stay, or they'll even get closer. It's so easy. And it's not, it's not gonna hurt anything because it's in the range, oh, they're all tuned to the range of what is healthy. And, and they're not gonna emit that very far. No, 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 and it's just a tuning fork. I mean, yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. happening all the time. There's electromagnetic right. sounds and currents in the air and, yeah. Yeah. 
And then there's, um, I messed with singing bowls many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A friend of mine, I was staying at his place and um, they had the crystal singing bowls. And we took them out into the arena and played them with the horses there. And it was so interesting because the horses got into such a deep state and were yes. so curious about it. And yeah. I can't remember now how many different ones, because they come in all different sizes. And I mean, there was one that was like a 12 inch diameter. Was, yeah. Singing bowl. The Tibetan, there's a Tibetan store actually in Salem, Mass that we like to visit, and they sell they have one singing you can bowls. Stand you can stand in. in. They'll do a two. They'll do a you. healing session on you while you're standing in the bowl. Wow. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's they got amazing. some pretty awesome ancient artifacts there from yeah. Tibet, and yeah, they're they're Tibetan. Well, and then you think about it, I don't know that you guys have ever been to the basilica in um, where Pisa is, but there's a basilica and, you know, like everybody goes to stand and look at Pisa, but I went in the basilica and a monk came in and just toned. Mm. And, you know, it's sort of like an inverse. Instead of the bowl being open at the top, it's upside down. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yep. what it is. And the sound was truly amazing. And so, you know, sound frequency and vibration is something that we've been using for healing for a very long time. Right. Um, you, know, you, know, you know about cymatics? No. Oh, so, well, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. And it's the, um, basically the, the art of taking some substance, whether it's water or it's some mineral or some salt or something, and you have a speaker attached to a flat surface. And what will happen as you play the pure tone through the flat surface. Like some hertz. Yeah, whatever yeah. the hertz is, yeah. but it's a pure tone. Uh, the, the mineral will take the shape and it will take the shape of a geometric pattern. You can see this stuff on YouTube. It's so yeah. fascinating. They put like a black piece of paper over a speaker. Yeah, and yeah. then they have like salt, salt on there and, it takes and then you shapes. watch it and it just forms this really cool, little bit trippy shape. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, okay, there's stuff going on yeah, here. Yeah, there's stuff. I hope nobody's been freaking out here as we like get completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and there also is all that stuff about the water where you can put like right. love Emoto. on the water and you freeze the it. crystals and you can see the different. shape of the crystals change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right. so the bottom line is there's so much stuff we don't know. Right. right. There's so much stuff we don't know. We have just barely scratched the surface of understanding. And I, you know, I think that that's really the great frontier is, is understanding our own mind and body and how it functions. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and that's we're why, you know, the, what? We're, yeah. we're 75% water. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, that bowl, yeah, someone said, oh, more foals. I know, so it's like, like yeah, 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 more foals. I have full pictures. Okay, so I'm going to do a screen share. <laughs> back to foals, sorry. So, and then this is what happens when we actually get physically in uh, presence of each other is we go off on these tangents. So, and then someone commented about Dakota and the blindness, maybe because of the blindness, she's focusing more on her internal self. Yes. Yeah, I would it say seems that's, true. that's definitely the case with her. Yeah. All right, she so I threw these into... Um, into my uh, iPhone, iPhotos, so yeah. that, um, okay, so here's this full. I am, put your comment in the chat, so then we can. Okay, so this was another session, right? This oh, was a later session. Um, and so, um, what Bess was doing was using the pads, she teaches the horses to pick up their feet while they're nursing, ah. because they're, they're getting parasympathetic and all oxytocin and all that great stuff. And so it goes very, very easily. She's a very fascinating person. She's raised a lot of foals, but they used to have 200 horses on the property. And um, she's also done team. So she put a little body yeah. wrap on her, um, yeah, yeah. you know, combining these ideas is totally cool. Um, and you can see the curiosity in this little foal now. This is another foal. So we're going to have to switch from Violet because I can't find her little video. Um, but let me show you this one. Wow. Okay. So she was quite tiny. She's, uh, she's just a very tiny foal. Okay. And this, she was only a couple days old. She was born while Bess was away. It was during a storm. There was, you know, the, just a lot of events around this baby's birth. Right. And here's a little video of her. I'm just going to drop out the sound, but this is her. Is that too big? I can't make it small. I think it'll be okay. Bess probably gets a little further away. Wow. And That's apparently odd. she did a lot of shaking as a foal, a lot yeah. of shaking off. And this mare was not as, she's not as good a mom in terms of having people with her, with her baby. Right. Um,
But that's really, I'll just play it again. She's definitely looking for some food. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, whoo. That, like that, that, yeah, really went right through her body. But the mom's Twice. muzzle, it's very interesting watching the mom's muzzle change from mm. the beginning to the end. Oh, let's go back and look at that because I hadn't noticed that. And I'll just, I'll shrink us so we're not in the yeah, way. Right there. Right before the baby comes off, actually. Hang on, yeah, I'll back first. it up. Yeah, back it up. Right oh, there. Oh, yeah. See? Mm. So right there, she's got her chin sucked back. She's uh, she's actually like, and then the no She's got this worried chin on. The nostrils are very forward, and it's a very specific kind of sniffing that she's doing. And then when the baby starts coming off, look at the nostrils open up on the mom, and the and the curiosity lip comes in, and then she see the curiosity lip. That's oh a yeah, word, and it's also curious, and. She opens then the top part of her palate. You can see because her, her, her chin drops down. So she goes from sucked back like here to like that. And within those few seconds. So that's her, uh, her feelings about whatever she's witnessing in the baby. And, you know, she might be uncomfortable with the people, but she's, as far as what she's taking in with the baby, she's like uh, ab absorbing the change in the baby's energy also. And again, I, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a smell differential. You know, if some something, if the if the pH changes, if if the the stress hormone changes, any of that stuff. But right there, that kind of sniffer, see that direct smell, yeah. and she's also greeting the baby, right? So she's that's a greeting ritual right there, and she's got the baby. So they're they're doing nose to nose contact, and that's the GV twenty six button, which is for shock and stress and all this kind of stuff too. So. The, when the baby steps off and releases all that, um, the mom releases it too. So that'd be interesting to see how they are, how that mom is later. Yeah, let me see if I can find, because um, we have pictures of that full when she, oh, whoa, here's, is this, yeah, this is her uh, a little bit older. Let me do screen share. Hang on, I'll get out of that. I'm gonna get back over here. To screen share, to share. Now she had, um, uh, Beth told me what's going on with her coat. It was, I can't, I can't remember now, but she's, it's, that her coat looks funny and there's a reason for it and I can't tell you what it is. Okay. So don't look at the coat quality for anything. Yeah. And so this this baby has been practicing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because that's a soft pad. Correct. And the softer pad is a little bit weirder for them. Yeah, and, and you can see she weighs so little, she barely dents it. You know, most yeah. horses squish it right down. Right. But it's interesting because the mom is really holding space right there when she sniffs near the hip button she's like she's holding space she's like, i've got your back you can stay she doesn't want to move the baby she just wants to make space so that the baby can keep doing what it's doing and she just created a uh created a barrier there so that the baby can stay in their own in their own space and that's interesting because they both looked right and then the mom dropped her head so there, and then and the baby then took more sniffs and is getting ready to drop her head too. Someone said in the chat that she had a reaction to a vaccine. Oh, is that what happened? Is that what it was? I, I can't remember what it was last week and it's um, life's that's interesting because the, So when the mom dropped her head and dropping the head is always a signal about lowering intensity, dropping intensity, letting things go. And the baby was then able to drop her head. So I don't know, chicken and egg, like did the mom see the baby was getting ready to release? So she started releasing like, that's okay, you can, you can release. Or because the mom started releasing, did the baby let go and release more? I'm not, you know, chicken and egg, I'm not exactly sure, but it's interesting that mom released deeply and first, and then baby's like, okay, I will too. And then, you know, instant hunger. Yes, and the parasympathetic. I mean, that's that's the thing. And one of the things that's so interesting to me is how long this foal, it's, her name is Cupy, 
wants to stay on the pad. Even when she starts to leave, she keeps one foot on the pad, right? Yeah. That one foot. I mean, she only has the one foot. And, right. um, and that you see the breathing and the eye blinks, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's, it's what we see in adult horses, right? The neck lowering, right? But mom's mirroring. It's hard to say who's mirroring who there, isn't it? Yeah, and I would say this is one of those moments where, like, you've seen this, so it goes right through the whole herd. But if mom is super tuned into baby and baby's had stress, then mom's going to be absorbing that, you know. And so the mom was releasing stress before the baby did. So that's a good sign. Is And then she steps up there, right? And so that she's getting in position for nursing. So it's just interesting because the mom was if she's been nervous about having people there and all that kind of stuff, she started releasing first. So that's, that's her growing as well. That's her being able to say, okay, things are safer and better. And the mom did line up to the vulnerability button as right. well. And then actually I noticed with the baby did turn that her vulnerability button did jump up button did twiggle before it she twiggled. Oh, did it? It twiggled. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, it we got to go back and see that twiggle. And I know, I think that, I didn't notice the breathing pattern previous, but I just noticed that toward the end, the breathing for the baby got a lot deeper. Yeah, deeper. yeah I think if I just drag this slowly. Yeah. Yeah, there. Got that twiggle right? Yeah. yeah. It goes, yeah, it goes right through from back to front. Yeah, definitely went from back to front. And then she was able to let go of the pad. So if there's blockages in the nervous system or the, the vagus nerve is sort of stuck in stress, then you're, you're going to see those kinds of things. You know, we, we feel those things too when we're doing like somatic release therapy and stuff like that. Well, and, and Bess has said about this full that she's always had a little bit of a, I think, I think probably I would put it in the startle department, a little bit of a startle about things always a tiny little bit of anxiety before she's like oh things are okay mm -hmm. um and here she is a year later and this is the thing that was so cool is that um Bess had never tied this horse before this video and she what she was doing was just showing um you know using surefoot with the pad and they were just filming this but What's fascinating is that as a result, and we believe as a result of using the surefoot pads, that being tied was not a problem, right? But you'll see her little behaviors. Um, and Bess is talking there, you know. But, you know, when you think about it, for a foal that's never been tied, to be mm -hmm. able to be tied and have her foot picked up. Yeah. Right? And so Bess had started picking up the feet when they were little, just like right. we said, right? But you can see how she has to go through quite a significant uh, organization. Yes. It, it's a, she's concentrating and thinking and, and feeling and learning about doing this in this space, but she's not inherently afraid of it or unconfident about it she you know she's just learning something new in a new space right and you could see that little startle when the dog talked right. the other way well she she definitely holds tension, tension in and no well actually in her jump up button mm -hmm. oh. so that the back of the belly button holds a lot of tension it just does it just still holds tension there right kind of something that we've seen so if i take if i take her back to her full baby picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how foals look, but there's a... Um, to me, it's she's got extra kneecap, you know? <laughs> like, like, I've seen a lot of baby foals, but that's a lot of kneecap. Like, this... It's, like, tucked up. It's really, really, really tucked up. And, yeah. and that could just be her and, you know, sort of how she's built, but... Then but in it's the, interesting. In the, next, in the next video, when she's got the funny fur, uh, she's all, that's where she twiggles also. So and see, it's still really tucked in there. Yeah. 
And, and there's one thing about being a baby and having a small body. And there's another thing about sort of um, protecting that zone. And that so, zone- So we're talking about here, where my point right is. That area on a horse's body represents intimacy, vulnerability, and um, insecurity. So they, they represent intimacy because when they're nursing, they reach right under there. That's where the udder is. And if they're in mating behaviors, they sniff each other there. And if they're yeah. good buddies, they sniff each other there. Um, but they will also tuck it in and hold it as a, as a vulnerable spot if they have insecurity for whatever reason. And it's not like anyone's mishandling her. Or things. It could be just her nature or her breeding or she had a reaction to a vaccine and she didn't feel well and she got into the habit. Well, she was, as I remember Beth, and I'd have to go back to listen to exactly what Beth says, but she did not have like the ideal birth in terms of there was a lot going on when she was born. And so that that's kind of fascinating that you pick up on that because um, as good as she is, and that's what I'm going to show you this other video where it, this is long, but I'm just going to truncate it. Um, and you can see Bess is shorter than me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just so you get a relative perspective of how small this foal, this foal is, right? Uh, she's a yearling here, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's able to process things like what she does is um you can see that she she checks out the pads we've got some licking and chewing and bess is going to show her how to walk over a bridge which she's never done and what she's been doing is using the surefoot pads with her training and that's what this video is about but um she always tends to go off on the left side and we watch that so i'm just gonna like she for the video, she didn't do it, but Bess was saying how she would jump both poles instead of step over them. Yeah. But I'm beginning to wonder with everything that you're picking up on, that, that jump up button tightness, if that wouldn't uh, uh, result in her needing to jump over a pole. Literally instead of, jump up. Yeah, step over a pole. And like this here is really awesome. And you know, that was, um, Bess hasn't, doesn't work with them very long or very often just right. for that reason it's a foal right um but what i want to take it forward to is when she went over the bridge I, am i going to make you sick if i scroll this or no. i'll just let it play a little bit so yeah. bess is just encouraging her but she's not going to make her come up on the bridge right and she lets right. her check it out and you can see that same motion that we saw right. when she was tied that little kind of uh shift back mm -hmm. And then I'm just gonna drag it forward again. And you know, what's really fascinating is that she's able to process information and learn actually rather quickly. And, and you know, Bess and I believe that it's the combination of the Surefoot pads and the team touch and right. you know, giving her good experiences. But Ooh. you can see this consistent little pattern in her, that tightness right there again, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's the and same spot. So when funny. Now that you've pointed it out, I can't stop seeing it. Stop looking at don't it. Don't you hate that? I know. You just go tunnel vision. Yeah. And the thing is that when I look at her, when she's learning, when she is learning and she's, she's, she's cool. Swishing. She's a cool little horse. But I can't breathe when I look at her. And, oh, and that's, one of the, that's one of the symptoms is like, can, when you look at this horse, do you feel like you can breathe? Because your nervous system is going to pick up on what they're doing. And there's a lot of tail swishing, which is just um, like there's an irritation, right? And it's, it's not like she's angry at all. She's, oh, good, my pad. I know what to do with this. There's nothing to do with being angry or upset. It's just like, oh, there's a lot of feeling. Oh, there's a lot of feeling. Oh, there's a lot of feeling. Uh, and, and at the same time, not being able to really take that big, that big breath that would release that whole area. It's like she's, um, she's stuck on being stuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so she's got a great mind and she's got a good willingness and, and she's got a good owner who's like really doing nice things. Is her hind end tall? Well, that's partly it's because of her age. Breed, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's in a kind of a little awkward stage. In an awkward. uneven stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah babies grow so funny. They do. <laughs> But when you, when you look at her, you just, like, when I'm looking at her, I can't take a deep breath. My stomach feels really tight. Yeah, my stomach feels tight, too. And, and that's just your, your own nervous system. When you get entrained to another nervous system, your nervous system will mimic it and give right. you information. And, you know, we can't say, did she get that tension from her mother? Was she born with it? Obviously, her mother wasn't as 
receptive to, to people being around her full as, as the other one, as Violet was. Um, but at this but point... I, yeah, I want to say something right here. Can we stop this right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just for anyone who's watching, just to have a horse speak moment. <laughs> when she put her foot on and then looked away, that was a boogeyman moment. And just, yeah, right there. There. Okay, so that moment, look, there's a little bit of a change in her pelvis. And when she's, when she's bending herself in that way, look at what happens to that spot in her jump up button. In terms of it being tighter? In, term, in terms of it actually opening up more. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's two things going on here. One, she's creating an arc in her body, which is going to help release. It's like she's learning, like she's pumping her ribs, like taking a different kind of breath by creating a, a bend through her body. It's overbending her neck, but it's still creating a, a bend. And she is also doing what's called a, a sentry. So she's saying to the person in that moment, can you just watch out for boogeymen for me? <laughs> because this is kind of a boogeyman activity and I need to check behind me. I'm not so worried about what's in front of me and that's probably because of all the surefoot pad works, but I'm worried about what's coming behind me and that's, that's totally a jump up button concern. What's behind me? I need, to, I need a sandwich moment. I need to know that what's behind me is not gonna get me. If I'm awkward, doing something a little awkward and different. So in this moment, um, if she knew about it and she pointed behind the horse and was able to even just point and look and then <sighs> give a relaxing message. And this, this kind of a bright mind would probably also respond easily, not only to pointing, but also then with your open palm and then dropping your palm down. This sort of simulates when the horse's head and neck drop down Mm -hmm. We have a long arm and hand. They have a long head and neck, but this motion is very recognizable to them. And some horses just pick up on it right away and love it. And some are like, man, I don't care about that. But you, there's different ways to do, I see it, there's a boogeyman and then all's clear, you're safe. And then the, what will happen is the horse will trust doing the activity because you've said, I've got the boogeyman covered. So you don't have to worry about the boogeyman. And in, in this this baby with the tail swish, tail swish, tail swish, I think this baby just has a lot of boogeymen behind her. And, well, and it, I mean, it, and when we think back and look back at how much she shook off and that sort of thing, to me, it's like, there's something about her ability to, her nervous system to process. Yeah. That tends to run toward tension as opposed to relaxation. Yes. Um, and the fact that she, when we saw her lower her head over the poles and actually walk over them, that was a big deal, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so then what we're saying is that we could use a combination of surefoot and horse speak and this kind of really quiet training, which I think, right. you know, we can't underestimate Bess's ability to read the moment and handle it well. Absolutely. Um, yep to create that necessary environment for foals to be able to process information and find a good spot. And that's really what this foal is trying to do is find a good spot. Exactly. Yeah. And no, it's no, no question about it. And I love actually the, uh, the, the, um, tea touch stuff, the team stuff and the labyrinth where I love that work for horse. I think it's great for them. And you know, she's a really great owner. It's just that it's, this is one little moment where, and also I would do um, some holding, just placing your palm on the belly, like that simple, just placing the palm mm -hmm. on the belly and just saying, hey, I'm here with you and I'm just gonna breathe. Nothing, you don't have to do anything, I'm just right. gonna breathe. Uh, and that message of saying, I'm with you, you're not, you don't have to figure this all out by yourself. She, she knows that she can count on this person, yeah. but uh, uh, her horsiness, is very active and she's like but i got these fears and concerns and worries and i don't i don't know how to ask you it makes me think of when i was working the buttons with rocky the other day and i did ask him to bring his nose around and i put my hand on his jump up button and it's a similar posture that this horse that's, is that's, right that's what i was thinking and of. she totally and, and he, he excuse me rocky <laughs> had this huge huge release, release. like shook it off big tail gas release like it was amazing his his whole abdomen expanded yeah, huge breath huge breath and he was just like Ugh. drunk yeah so it's interesting and yeah. i think all these things go together really well, well that was exactly my point this horse has never done this bridge that's one you know people need to 
It'd be really good if people would go back and watch last Friday's webinar uh, mm -hmm. uh, so that they get better understanding of the story. And Bess is my guest in that webinar, so she talks all about this. But bottom line is this horse had never seen this as an exercise before. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'll yeah. let, it, let, me, let it, I'll let it play in real time here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that that's, that's one of the things that, you know, how do you take Surefoot, Horse Speak, and Tellington Touch forward into training? Oh, that was interesting. That, that you know, this is, um, yep, there's that boogeyman moment, right? That's right. And, you know, they, they all complement each other is the thing. Horse Speak is about understanding what their, their posture, their gestures, and their signals are saying on an intrinsic level. So you can read it. So moments like this, you can have these little things to say back to them that are important to them. And you can't beat T-Touch for good training stuff. And you can't yeah. beat the, the pads for having giving them a safety object, uh, giving them a way to find security, a way to process. And that's interesting. Look at she's got more reach with her hind, her left hind in that, that moment when she walked by the camera. Hang on, I'm gonna drag it back and so we can see that again. And I wanna point out, because we'll see it again from the other side, but she that, that kind of falling off is yep. um, something interesting. And may, uh, again, I'm, my curiosity is, is it related to that jump up button tightness? Yes. Uh, because we keep seeing this type of pattern with this uh, foal um, all the way through. So there's our little tail swish. There's one horse that um, I've, I've spent some time working with and he seems to be blocked at his girth button. So the jump up button is, is kind of hard to activate in him, but it turns out that the girth button was like, in similar stuff, when he was a baby, he couldn't lie down. He got stuck on the other side of a river. Like he just, you know, funny, funny, funny things, funny behaviors. And we did a session recently. So said, she's such yeah. a girth. Yeah. She yeah. just the girth button. So I'm wondering if it's a button ahead of the jump up button. Here, I'll so take it back we're again. Seeing it. We're seeing it at the jump up button, but I'm wondering if there's like neurologically, if there's something in the girth button and then she just touched it. So they'll get itchy in the button that's kind of waking up. And, the, and also there's a message there. That's the line up button. It says line up. I want to be connected with you. So line up with me. I want to line up with you. It's a message of let's get connected. Let's get together. And so that was her, this time is easier to go to the bridge, but mentally she was also saying, I'm ready to line up with you. So I'm not super confident about this activity, but I'm interested in trying something again. What's that? Sorry. Oh, did you see that? Did you see the twiggle? No, I missed it. I was trying to figure out what that ding is. It's me. I'm sorry. sorry. My okay, phone. I'm I'm thinking it's my computer. I'm glad to know it's no. no, my phone and my computer are yeah. getting text Watch, messages. it's about to happen. Yeah. There's that bend in the neck again. Oh, there's there's, there's, a twiggle. In the, there's twiggling in the... Yeah, yeah what was that one? Did you see, see it kind of shoot through the body? It in the shoulder and wither. Yeah. And then it went through the whole body. There. Like that yeah, and there was like a little jerk. So let me just let me just do that again because that is fascinating. Yeah, where you can see it. I don't know if I think it's too fast for me to scrub it. Yeah, I'll just yeah. let it play again. Just yeah. let it play. Right there. There's that bending. She's doing something. And there's to her body by creating these bends in her neck. There. Yeah, and there's a little jerk. Yeah, right yep. Again, it's still the shoulder. That left shoulder. So look at the right hind leg. You see there's a little bit more motion in that stifle. Mm -hmm. and, and now we see it. The left is still stumpy. See how the left is stumpy? Yeah. And, and she's, she's using the right it. hind. Yeah. So yeah. She, she got that. She got some information back to that hind end with that twiggle. But it, was, it didn't quite make it to the left hind. And well, and, and one of the things I want to point out is you can see how willing this bowl is to try. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Having never done this before, and all Bess did was just say, okay, I'm going to come from the other direction. And she immediately tries, yep. but there's clearly something that's difficult for her, right? right. And, and I think it's a physical and emotional difficulty. It expresses itself both ways. 
Totally. And when the first time or second time she went up on there um, going the other way, she had left her left hind on the, the bridge. And so it's interesting she's practicing with the other side right yeah. now. And that's probably her. Well, order. and actually, this is a really, let me just back this up a tiny bit. Uh, okay, so here she starts, right? Mm -hmm. And she's, she's already trying to get on, but look at what she does with her rear end. That's right. Yeah. She's it's sitting. so clenched mm -hmm. <laughs> that you, you, you're already thinking, how is she going to be able to navigate this? Right. She's like, is she trying to stretch? She, well, she just sat with both legs equally, which is oh, not yeah. distributed. Almost like Levad, to get Almost her from like Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so she's really sat down here, but that means she's tightened everything. Yes. And so now she's got one front foot and she's getting the other front foot up, but it, she's already launched herself sideways. Right unintentional you know like she's right. not doing this to make anybody's life miserable and i think that's what's so important is that we so often think of these things as something for example loading a horse in a trailer yeah and we so often take these horses that go sideways off the ramp as misbehaving instead of recognizing that there really is something physically that's impeding them that's causing them to go sideways they're not going sideways because they're trying to run us over and make our life miserable right they're going sideways because as in this little horse's case you can see the tension that arises yes and yes are there a thousand different things we could do to solve this absolutely is that at the point of this demonstration no <laughs> the point of this demonstration was to see that here's a horse that has been born with some tension in her system and how willing she was to try using surefoot pads but with horse speak we're able to look at her and see what where are the areas where she's stuck that are creating this environment where she can't be so successful yes and and what's interesting for me is that the areas where she's the most stuck represent and she goes right to the pad so that's that's really great um they represent the super emotional and um, vulnerable um, concerns. So the jump up button and the sit button are emotional and, and vulnerable areas. They sit when they're gonna lie down. They have, to, they have to fold in order to lie down or when they're getting up. And so the sit button, horse to horse, that's when she really made that sit and she was gonna sit the round part of the rump. Yeah. Horse to horse, will actually nuzzle another horse right there as a way to say, and that was helpful because she stepped on it with her hind foot. Was it? Um, yeah, well, I'll just take that back. Horse there to say, take a load off, relax, sit, you know, sort of like uh, releasing tension. You can hold your horse's sit button and they'll, they'll sometimes sit in your hand. Like all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that's a lot of horse in my hand. So it's interesting when she got to get her hind foot on the pad, it was a big it, that step. was yeah was, that really helped her negotiate some communication through her her body and her feelings because her mind is good yeah but there's sort of almost a pattern of of stress in her in her feeling state i feel like watching this and seeing the mom for a moment makes me think of mummy and luna mm -hmm. where Mummy was the uncatchable horse and no one knew that she was actually pregnant until she was like two weeks out and she you couldn't get a halter on her you really couldn't even look at her without her just bolting and so like it's a how interesting thing where they're talking about with humans that if you grow up in uh you know in a, in vitro being all stressed out from the mom how that carries forward and there could be with Luna she had nothing but hind end issues Right. Up until just a, like a year ago where she would wipe out, be yeah. running, and she would just, like right. her hind end was not wow. It would just give all, so it made, it made training her really challenging because she was constantly like falling down. And then if you could ride her, but if you ever tried to go up or down a hill, she would just panic. She's like, I literally don't know how to carry you up and down. I can barely carry myself up and down a hill. Right. So um, we started really doing, you know, research and other things. But it was very interesting because her jump up button and her sit button were very compromised. And here she is holding all of like, she was in a stress bath in her mother's womb, right? Mm. So 
she comes out with this all this stress hormone and then she's as a baby was actually um, a stabilizing force in the mother's life and and could do things could come put a halter on and was really willing and was really interested and was always very friendly and all but then you know you get to a place in her learning and she would just like ah i can't go any further i don't know how to do this and um the more that her mother has become solid and stable and and you know uh really stepped into her and blossomed as the personality that she is so she doesn't need the foal the filly to do that for her anymore now the filly's like well now what's my job yeah, now she, she's grown up like she can have her own life experience right, so without started, after caregiving to her mom right and so it's interesting. very interesting that's one of the reasons that we just said we're going to restart luna we're just going to start over again yeah and yeah. give her an opportunity so to not have to deal with the mama issues yeah yeah yep all right so i'm just going to play this again because it, you know it's it's really that's it's, interesting to me that hind foot yeah She's very, and then the other foot doesn't step on the pad. It steps over it. Yeah, and just, you know, like, you can see the front end is so willing, but you like this, now that you've described it, you know, my eye cannot leave this area. Oh, you won't be able to never. <laughs> you can't not. Sorry. Right. And her, it just looks like her whole diaphragm and everything is just, like, tight. Yeah. And so, and her jump up button, and, sorry, her sit down button, everything just, and so it gets so tight yes right and there you know again she's kind of like how do i navigate off of that right yeah. and she does a little lick and chew and stuff and she her ears are concentrating her eyes are bright um but there's never this deep breath moment like i really wish she could well and even they're watching her walk like uh, we're gonna let i'm gonna let this play and just watching her move from behind now yeah you can see it yeah like and the left hind does not come through the way like it see it it just kind of right. gets stabby and stuck it's stuck yeah, yeah it's stumpy yep About and there it just kind of gets stuck stuck there. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah you know now, you, now you're <laughs> stuck with it yeah right. Because she, I mean, she's so mentally, and this is, you know, Bess attributes this to the surefoot pad. She's so mentally willing, but she's physically struggling. Yes. Like there, we're going to watch and see. She's just like, I don't even know what she looks like. They're going, but this is so humpy, hot, tight, tight, tight. Yeah. yeah, I feel a little bit stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah, and she's yeah, and it's great to watch her be able to do these activities, but physically she's like a little bit stiff. Well, and it's good for her. Thank God she has she has the owner that mom. she has yeah. that she is using the surefoot pads that she is doing these quiet activities where she can yeah. just kind of be herself and find her way. And there's not you know nothing bad. She's very interested and in, in open because you can only imagine uh, a horse like this getting going through something where there's like you know demand do it and the, it would just blow up and people would be like why are you blowing up and right you know so she's not going to blow up she's not going to and she's probably going to work through this issue as well yeah but it's you know i always talk about archetypal patterns and we all have archetypal patterns and in this foals instance we can see her archetypal pattern is from the beginning is that tightness through the jump up button and into the hindquarters and the diaphragm that just travels with her and so so the moral of the story here is that you know we if we can recognize and then address specifically and not necessarily with any strong technique but just the acknowledgement of in so many cases and bringing awareness to shift that point that area because everything else is trying to come online and yeah. this is kind of like this you know this you've got a stop sign that's just kind of holding back that piece that once that's resolved, everything's gonna be moving. Um, my Feldenkrais uh, mentor, Mia Siegel, used to say that, the, that they're having an internal argument, that they're not in a, you're not in agreement. There's a part of the body that's you know, disagreeing with what the other part of the body's trying to do. And it's so obvious in her case that she's not in agreement completely throughout her whole body. Right. And for my purposes, I've noticed that um, when, a when horses have 
sort of habituated stress patterns, the habituated tension patterns, that it will show up in those buttons as well. And that's from watching mentor horses work with troubled horses and actually shift what their body looks like. So having mentors go and sniff them in those buttons over and over and over again and soothe them there or even put their chin on the top of the hip, which is the I've got your back gesture. I've got your back. You can relax. And by using the conversations and the breathing and just being a horse, but being a horse in a very specific way uh, that has an eye towards helping the troubled horse to let go of that tension and stress. And then for me as a human being going, well, can I model that? Can I, can I say those things and how would I do it? So I think that's what's really cool about, about that aspect because this little horse is really, really such, so sweet. I mean, she's trying so hard. So and, hard. You know, and she's got all the best um, stuff working for her. Yeah. And, and it's cool because when you do say, just even go putting a hold hand at that jump up button or mm -hmm. on her hip or on her sit down button and breathing and blinking and bringing in that relaxation, energy for her the horses want to fix themselves we don't have to like necessarily fix them if we bring the attention and hold the space for them they you could see how the sherpa pads they're doing self-adjustments dakota's practicing doing a little bit of self-adjustment <laughs> on her beam and her shelter you know what i mean she's like, like i got i got a whole bunch of things out yeah, here i can use i got my own sherpa pads <laughs> i can use you know so it's like they want to fix themselves and then it's long lasting. And that's what you've know, you know, observed with all your practice with the Surefoot over the years is like, it's, it's noticeable that they seem to be, have well-being. Right. Yeah. And, and it is so fascinating. You know, I, I, early on when I met you, I wound up doing a clinic in Washington state and there was these two horses. One had been isolated for eight years and the other one had wound up, they both had come onto the property about the same time. And I, I'd gone to, I think it was the shoulder button. And I, I asked the horse that had been isolated for eight years to come with me from the shoulder button. And he was like, uh, I, you know, he didn't get it. But what was so amazing, the other horse, when I walked away, went right over and touched that button and said, this is what she was saying. Oh my that's God! That's so cool. So I was just everybody was blown away, but that's exactly yeah. this. She said this, you know, just do this. It was well, just and, yeah, and that we had that happen. Um, well, a little bit different, but when we had three horses, three geldings out together, there was one that's in like a hold posture, and the other two were sniffing under oh, his yeah. jump up button for sniffing and sniffing for probably almost five minutes. Like, it was seriously. It was weird. And so we're like, huh, that's very strange behavior. Hey, we told the barn manager, maybe just get this horse checked out to see if there's ulcers or anything going on in that area. And he did have ulcers. Oh. And so they were able to, you know, give him yeah. some medical attention. And he, so didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't come across like a super anxious. No. He, he was right. Up, yeah, there was know. this kind of a yeah. stoic guy. And so it's fascinating what these these guys can pick up on each other. And then when you do start recognizing like everything means something, then you can be like, huh, right. what can we do to maybe help this guy out a little bit? Yeah, but it's yeah. also what you said. I've worked with horses that have been isolated and, that, and I've had the same experience and it does knock your socks off where you're talking to a horse and they're like, I think, I think maybe I remember. And the other horses come over and go, she, she's talking i'm talking okay this is what's happening and, and they say, <laughs> yeah, they like forget their own language and have to be reminded oh this horse had definitely um not understood his own language it was it was sad because he'd been isolated for so long there was no you know when you're not using a language you lose it right that's yeah. the whole problem in the united states because we only speak english and you go to europe and if you do know a foreign language it's so rusty because you haven't used it and it's yeah. true for these guys too so yeah. oh, this has been yet yeah, another fascinating and of course enjoyable webinar with you guys. It's always a pleasure to have you as a guest. I just wanna let everybody know that's watching that from now until July 6th, so it ends midnight, July 6th, Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time, we're offering free shipping on my website. So free shipping in the USA only, sorry everybody that's not living in the US. <laughs> um, USA only, free shipping, anything in the store, um for the for the fourth of july holiday i know that a lot of fireworks are canceled so we thought we'd make a party <laughs> there you go great yeah, um, there, i just wanted to say there were yeah. two participants that had raised a hand oh okay yeah uh i don't know where they've 
Gone to somebody's got a new message. That's thanks. So interesting to improve the eye of tension. Yeah, absolutely, Karen. I couldn't agree more because you know it when you it's like uh apparently when the ships came when when um the Europeans came over to the, the Americas, the uh, natives couldn't see the boats because they'd never seen a boat. Right. And so as the story goes, the shaman stood at the ocean. Uh, edge and just looked and looked and looked and looked and finally what he noticed was a change in the ripple of the waves and as soon as he observed that the ripple of the waves was different he could then see the boat and I think that's such a metaphor for what we're doing here with the horses that you know we look and look and look but until we observe it and and see it for what it is we can't see it and once we do we can't you know it's like you can't not see it so you can't not see, yeah once you start to see the, the the buttons exploding <laughs> in front of your and you're like how, how can you not and people come to my clinics too and they say the same thing their favorite saying is you can't not yeah raise their hands if you just yeah. want to pop your question in the chat it's a lot easier for us to answer it there than to um have you have you speak so i just would appreciate if you could put it there um and if uh, if not, um, you can always, con where can they contact you guys to ask more questions and learn more? Sharon Wilsey at gmail.com or go to the website, SharonWilsey.com. And we have, you know, we actually have multiple email addresses, but that should be the quickest. <laughs> I know. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it gets a little crazy. It gets a little crazy. Categories. Yeah. And we have our club going on. So if you go on the website, $30 a month and you sign up for eight hours of wow. webinars and you can send in your own videos. You can send in your own questions live, live. Yeah. two hour Tuesdays we're calling it. So it's, it's really fun. And um, we have our webinar coming up. It's a three part series, postures, gestures, and signals. And so each week we'll be going over what a posture is and how you can see it in a horse and how you can see it in the person. So it really is starting to define the specifics of how horse speak is so intrinsic actually in our bodies that at soon enough, you don't even have to think about talking horse. Right. It's just, it, you just start to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just put the code in the chat because I forgot to tell him what the code oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> it's ship for free uh, with a, with the number four. And, um, and you can find all of these webinars and all the previous five webinars with Sharon and Laura at the Surefoot Equine uh, YouTube channel. If you subscribe, you'll get notices when we put up new videos. Um, like I said, we're up to 75. I am going to take a short break from July. Well, actually, I'm supposed to do a webinar tomorrow. Um, and then a break until about the 14th of July. I'm going to be traveling to New Hampshire to do a Surefoot workshop and uh, a couple of other things. So um, I'm planning on maybe in New Hampshire, huh? Where are you, where are you in New Hampshire? Uh, uh, Francis Town. Is that where you went the last time? Yeah, Periwinkle oh. Farm. Where, where is that from here? Not far. Not far. Oh, we should stalk you then. We should. Okay, great. Send us the info. We'll so be we your roadie. Yeah. Okay, great. And then, um, uh, yeah, and then I'm gonna go down to Martha's Vineyard so I can eat some seafood and and. Uh, See the ocean for a little bit and i might do a couple of webinars from there no guarantees right now but we're we're hoping that i have enough internet bandwidth i'm so used to my you know at home capacity that you get rather spoiled that you yes. can run these things um but anyway thank you so much once again for joining me you guys it's always we go we started to get off on a few rabbit holes today but we reined it back in <laughs> They enjoyed it though, so that's so. <laughs> good. We didn't bore any everyone. <laughs> and uh, have a great Fourth of July, everybody. We'll yeah. see you on, um, tomorrow I'm at one o'clock. And other than that, have a fabulous weekend. Take yeah. care. Thanks, Be Wendy. Well, everyone. Thank you. Happy Fourth of July. You too. Bye bye.